right, welcome back to the Tipsy Tailgate. I'm Aiden. I'm Ben. And uh, we're back with another episode. Uh, this one, we're going to be touching on the NBA Finals starting tonight, the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. We'll also be touching on the NHL playoffs. Uh, what a what a, like month this has been of, of just great hockey. Um, some, some games, I mean, I'm sure you've seen the, uh, I believe it was the Avalanche and Oilers game. What was that like? I think it was like it just some of the greatest um, like performances scoring wise we've seen in in, in hockey and we've been seeing it right in front of us. I've been enjoying all of it Uh, and the NBA finals. Like I said, the stage is now set. Uh, Game one is going on tonight and some uh, some thoughts on the game, Ben. What do you think? I know you're a big Boston Celtics fan. Yeah. Your thoughts on the series. Yeah, I I love the C's. Always have, obviously, uh, being from the Boston area. Uh, love Jason Tatum. I'm so happy that it was a Boston Celtic, and Jason Tatum in particular, who won uh, the first Larry Bird East Final MVP award. Um, I thought that was just kind of a good historical moment for the franchise and the league as a whole. Uh, the fact that a Celtic was able to get that award. I honestly, um, I'm happy for the Warriors getting to where they are, but I think it's a shame that a Laker didn't win the uh, Magic Johnson award out in the West, but Regardless, um, yeah, it, great run for the C so far. Uh, sadly, I do think that their magic runs out in this uh, in this final series here. Um, I just think it's Steph's time to finally step up and win that Finals MVP award. I think the Warriors as a whole uh, are trying to prove a lot in this series, trying to prove that they can do it without KD. Obviously, they did it before they had KD, but a lot of people say that that was related to the Cavaliers' injuries back in 2015. But I think it's just the Warriors' time. I think it's uh, Steph's time to definitively be the second greatest point guard of all time. Obviously, I think he is already, but uh, I think the Warriors are going to win this one in six, and I do think that Steph will be Finals MVP. Yeah, so I think – so you got Warriors in six. Yeah. All right. Um, I, we never – we didn't talk about this beforehand. We just hopped on. I've also got Warriors in six. Yeah. And I've got it on uh, nothing against the Celtics. I think they're playing amazing basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chemistry, the defense, the defense is probably the best we've seen in, I don't know, years at least, maybe in this decade um, for especially a playoffs caliber going against teams like KD, um, teams yeah. like the KD, Kyrie, Giannis. I mean, what they've had to go through to get to this point is, is unbelievable. And I give them nothing but credit. But I think this Warriors team is just – it's very unique. I um, I'm personally, I'm a huge fan of the way that Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole have stepped up, um, especially down the stretch, if not the entire year. Absolutely. I mean, you're getting especially production. Especially yeah, cool. Exactly. You're getting production. Poole's a guy that has been has been able to turn on that switch and score almost almost consistently over 15 a game. And, yeah. and a guy like that with with explosions that he could reach up to 25 and and I mean, you're getting that from what? Maybe your your third, your fourth lead scorer. Maybe, maybe fifth. Maybe yeah, on some fifth. nights, they're fifth. Exactly. So that's that's something that no team really could match. I think in yeah. this entire league, but even more so, Andrew Wiggins. I mean, the heart he's playing with now, he's he's grabbing rebounds left and right. And this is a small Warriors team. This is a team with Looney that's basically doing most of the rebounding. Draymond Green's obviously a smaller big, and then. Yeah. Andrew Wiggins is, is putting up insane rebound numbers um, and he's just playing great. Uh, I know he struggled from the three point line in their last game, but now look what happens. Clay Thompson's back and he's back to scoring 32 points. He had eight threes last game. 
you know, it, it basically gave Steph the night off. Steph only Steph only shot 17 baskets and, you know, he, he had 15 points with it. But it's it's good to be able to get other people involved and, and especially scoring wise. So I'm looking at this game and I think that, you know, I think Marcus Smart, I think a lot of these guys, Robert Williams, they could make a huge difference yeah. and they could definitely keep it close and probably snag one or two games. Like I said, I think it's Warriors and seven. But I think when it comes down to it, Andrew Wiggins, he could get hot. Poole could get hot. And you know Steph, Clay, Draymond, they're going to do their thing. It's just too many guys to, to kind of neutralize, especially mm-hmm. when the Cs have Tatum, Jalen Brown, Smart, and maybe Horford doing the, the majority of their scoring. Yeah, I, I would say that those four are doing the majority of the scoring, but the Celtics are a deep team. I, I, I do think that – they deserve a little more credit for how deep they are as a team. You have Grant Williams, who has – he has stepped up this playoff run. He's been really good at – you know, usually not getting over 15 points, but when you have a team like you just said with with Tatum, Brown, Horford, Smart, you don't need to get any more than 15 points as a role player. Uh, the one thing I, I'm very uh, worried about is the one thing that the Celtics definitively have an advantage on Golden State in is their size. But Robert Williams – He's been he's been dealing with this knee injury, this uh, this calf injury all year. I hope that doesn't hamper him because that's really that's the one chance the Celtics have to win this series is through uh, a dominant performance by both Al Horford and Robert Williams. But if Williams isn't on the floor, we're not going to be able to get that. So I'm worried about that. I, I agree. I if we had to point out the key contributors, uh, maybe the key factors of the series on both ends. For the Celtics, I'm sure I'm going Rob Williams and yeah. Al Horford, yep. almost undoubtedly. I would Maybe. also – sorry, not to cut you off, Aiden. Go in. I would throw Marcus Smart in there. I really would. I'm not the biggest fan of his at all. I'm really not. He drives me nuts. I do not want him shooting uh, at the end of the game. There's a stat that came out earlier in the playoffs, this, this playoff run, final four minutes of the fourth quarter, he's shooting three of 20. Three yeah. of 20. That's horrible. That's only 15%, and they're low percentage shots that he's taking. But – he has had a very good history on Steph Curry defending him. That's another guy. Marcus Smart also dealing with all the injuries. That's something that could slow him down. But if he's able to neutralize Steph to us to a certain degree and they win this series, watch out for Marcus Smart winning finals MVP. No, I definitely agree. And it's not like he's not even contributing on the offensive side because he is. Maybe he shouldn't be shooting as much as he is yeah. in the games. And I agree. You know, Tatum and Jalen Brown have to be those guys that are getting the last look. But Marcus Smart last game, he had 24 points and he shot the ball more than anyone else on the Celtics, 22 shots uh, from the field. I mean, he's, he's definitely confident in his, in his game. A little um, too confident. A little yeah, too confident. That's perfectly put it. He's a little too confident sometimes, but he's a great piece on this team. I think he's kind of what makes this team go around. If, if they were without smart, I don't know how far they would even get in this playoff series. And it's not necessarily because he's so, so great. He just does so much. He's the he hardest does. team. He's an emotional leader. And you have to love that, especially from a yeah. team that's gritting it out and has just made it to the finals against the Warriors. Yeah. Listen, know? he, he dri- he's always driven me crazy, but he has earned a lot of respect for me this season. Defensive player of the year, I uh, gave him a little bit of shit over it, but you can't say he wasn't deserving. Um, even though you might say like, a few more guys were more deserving, but you can't say Marcus Smart just wasn't deserving the award at all. Uh, so he won me over there, and he really is. He's a leader. He stepped up a lot this playoff run. Uh, that guy can eat a charge like no one else. He absolutely hits yeah. the deck, and uh, he doesn't complain about it. He just uh, gets a hand up, and he's ready to go again. So... Marcus Smart, horrible offensive player, but everything else, he's honestly tremendous. 
uh, defensively, rebounding, leadership. Uh, what were you going to say, Aiden? And he's been taking a beating as well throughout this yeah. series, um, even the entire playoffs, just oh, diving, yeah. getting hit with elbows, whatever it is. Um, so we've, we've established who I think – who our key players for the, uh, the Celtics are. Who would you say it is for the Warriors? For the Warriors? So I said Steph for finals MVP – uh, but I don't think he's the key. The key to me is Draymond Green. I think Draymond Green has been extremely important to this whole dynasty. I would argue he's been more important than Clay Thompson. Uh, some might dispute that, but uh, I think Draymond Green, similarly to Marcus Smart, a lot of people say that Marcus Smart is the heartbeat of the Celtics. Draymond Green is definitively the heartbeat of the Golden State exactly. Warriors, and he's the one guy who could give the Celtics bigs trouble. Yeah, and I mean, I love that you said that because going, dating back to – to high school, I remember the lunchroom conversations that we probably all had. And I said that it was, I forgot which finals it was definitely before Katie was there. But yep. I said, I said, Draymond means more to this team than Clay. And nice. I got absolutely shit on, but I, I'd stay by it. And I honestly, yeah. I would stick by it even now. I mean, Clay Thompson has the shooting ability and used to have the defensive ability. Now with the injuries, he's not fully there, but you know, Draymond does everything. He leads his team in assists. He leads his team in rebounds most of the time. He scores at least 15 a game at most points, you know, and, and he's 40 plus minutes every game too. He's on the floor for exactly. 40 plus minutes. Exactly. So the, I agree. Draymond Green, key contributor. And then I'd also have to say, you know, out of Andrew Wiggins or Jordan Poole, if you can get one of them reaching 20 points and, and Wiggins still being that rebound factor, I think that's the other key factor. If one yeah. of those guys can consistently reach 20 points, you know, how else are you going to stop that? Another thing that I don't think people are, people are bringing up the Celtics size and how that's so much of an advantage. Yeah. I also think that the Warriors lack of size works to their advantage a bit. You have all these wings on the floor with uh, Steph and Draymond, and then you have three wings on the floor at all times. Who on the Celtics are going to guard those wings? Cause you put Horford on one of them. He's going to get absolutely mixed. Uh, I, I assume that you just put, Rob Williams on Draymond. Can Draymond, he can stretch out the floor a little bit. But who's Horford going to guard? You can't put him on Wiggins. You can't put him on Clay. obviously. You can't put him on Poole. So I'm really worried about uh, Horford defensively this series. Maybe back off the three-point line a little bit, cheat to get some rebounds. But they're going to have to manufacture some defense for, Hor for Horford. He can't really take these guys one-on-one. -on -one. Agreed. And just a couple things I want to point out, um, some potential bets to look at. Uh, you, you can have – Jason Tatum, I mean, not only does he score, but he's also a rebound beast. And he's just – he's so active during the game. He plays so many minutes. Very underrated as a playmaker as well. Exactly. And, Very and This is like going to be a huge thing. Like you said, height's an advantage. Tatum is not a small guy. What no. is he, 6'8", six, 6'9"? Six, six, yeah, so he, he can get up there. And he's been getting a ton of rebounds. He's had games yep. where he's had over 8, over 10. So $7 to win seven, $73.50 to lead the series in rebounds. Not a bad bet. Robert Williams, on the other hand, 10 to win 100. That's also not a bad bet. I, I think he could – it's really either him, Draymond, or Kevin Looney, or Tatum. And, and yeah. I think Rob Williams, it's obviously if he stays healthy. But if he stays healthy, I think he almost is a lock for that type of bet. Yeah, and listen, I, I, I'm not sure about the update for tonight's game, game one. But earlier today, Williams was questionable, and I believe they were leaning towards having him out for the game. Oh, wow. Um, so if he's out, Warriors definitely win tonight. But – Williams, Williams uh, injury, I would say, is the X factor for the Celtics, his injury, his health, whether or not he's able to go or not, because again, not to beat a dead horse here. That's really the one advantage that the Celtics have. It really is. Yeah. 
All right, now shifting to the NHL. Playoffs are here and they're in full swing. We've got a game tonight at 8, the uh, Edmonton Oilers versus the Colorado Avalanche. And right now the Av- Avalanche lead the series one nothing. And, I mean, if you didn't see that we talked, Sean, in the beginning of the series, if you didn't see that game, you missed out. 8-6, yeah. to six, the uh, Avalanche beat the Oilers in game one. Now game two is tonight. I mean, what are your expectations for this and for the rest of the playoffs? Yeah, so listen, I expect the Oilers to come out here and snag this game tonight. They've been a resilient group all, all postseason. Uh, they have the best athlete in the world, in my opinion, Connor McDavid. going to get to that in a little bit, but I do think he's the best athlete across all sports. Uh, but I think the more this postseason's gone on and gone on and gone on, the more I think it's the Oilers' year. Uh, McDavid, he's playing at the best he's ever played, obviously. Um, Leon Dreisaitl, his, uh, his partner in crime, he's having a tremendous uh, postseason as well. So, But, again, on the other side, you got Nathan McKinnon, you got Kale McCarr, who, in my opinion, is the best defenseman in the world, uh, a guy like Gabe Landeskog, Miko Rantanen. This is easily the best series that we're going to see all postseason, in my opinion, in the playoffs. Uh, but... Just the playoffs as a whole this year have been phenomenal. Uh, you see um, the Rangers going on a bit of a run. Uh, I think that's a little bit of bullshit because they hurt Sid in the first round, but what are you going to do? But the playoffs just, they've been tremendous so far. Um, it was it was a little stupid that the Bruins got knocked out a little early. That was disappointing for me. But again, uh, great playoffs. And you see it in the viewership numbers. I believe they said a week ago or earlier this week, that numbers are highest through the first two rounds of the Stanley Cup playoffs that they've been in over a couple decades. So that's great for the sport. Uh, it's been a great uh, year for the sport as a whole. It's been growing. Uh, people are taking more interest, such as yourself. Uh, I've noticed that you've yeah. taken a lot more interest. Definitely. Uh, yeah. How do you feel about the playoffs so far, Aiden? Yeah, no, just like you said, I've taken a great interest in the NHL playoffs for maybe what, I don't know, maybe the first time in my life I've been a complete uh, fan and watching every game like I have been now in uh, years past I've definitely watched and and seen big moments and and tuned into games but never was I this much uh, locked, kind of in. locked into exactly um, so I and it's been great like you said it's grabbing great audiences I mean huge numbers it's doing career numbers and you know I think it's because the product on on the ice has been phenomenal you know and especially yeah. with that series you know in baseball, people like to see the home run ball. In hockey, people like to see the goals. You know what's what's happening? We have games that are eight to six, uh, eight to six, six to two. You know, you're getting high scoring games. Everyone loves that. Yeah, um, another thing, not to cut you off. Sorry. Um, people love to see the fighting too, and that's why a series like Calgary and Edmonton was so great because it was like it was like a 1980s, 1970s hockey series where there's a few fights a game. Games are seven to five, seven six. Uh, I just think. For me, as a hockey, uh, I don't know if the right word is a purist, you know, baseball purist, hockey purist. Um, As a hockey purist, it's kind of sickening to me to see these seven, five, seven, six games where I'm kind of going, well, what the hell happened there? How is there no defense being played at all? Um, Especially being a Bruins fan where our whole thing is defense, defense. But for the game as a whole, for it spreading uh, across the country, like I think it should uh, such a great game, such a great sport. I'm just happy that uh, people are are taking to hockey like I thought they would if it was put on a platform like ESPN. Uh, and I'm just I'm really happy with the growth of the game. I agreed. Um, now to wrap this one up, what are your playoff predictions for the rest of the way? I can go first. Um, you know, this is tough. I, I really like the Avalanche. I've I had an Avs jersey 
from when I was way little. I don't even know how, but um, so I've, I've taken a little bit of a liking to them, especially throughout this playoff run. And, you know, I want to go as a lot. I also, like you said, I mean, the Oilers, you know, that's, that's one of those teams where it's just stacked beyond belief it's, and you got, you got to think it's going to be figured out, you know, it, it has, um, it has a dash of, if anyone uh, follows baseball, it has a dash of the 2013 Red Sox in there where you have your star players and then you have role players who are just buying in and they're catching fire at the right time. Uh, they're all click. They're clicking on all cylinders. Uh, you can tell that the, the locker room um, they're driving with each other. They're loving it. The mojo, they've got it rolling right now. And that's a, that's an easy thing to happen when you have the best player in the world playing at his best he's ever played at. So I, for one, I'm going to go with Edmonton. However, this will be an extremely tough series, let alone, if they have to play Tampa in the cup final, a team that's going to be trying to three-peat. Uh, but yeah, I think it's going to be a tremendous playoffs the rest of the way. Yeah, you know, and I love that take. As much as I want to do the Oilers too, like I said, um, I'm taking a liking to the Avs and I am think I'm yeah. going to go Avs. Um, and then in this other matchup, you know, it's tough. It's tough because the Rangers have been so hot. I mean, Igor, um, their goalie has been absolutely sensational. Um, I think he's saved over 30 saves the past five, six games straight, yeah. something like that. And, you know, Me, this yeah. is similarly to how in the Colorado Edmonton series, you have the two best players in the world playing each other with, McKinnon and McDavid playing each other. You have the two best goalies in the world playing each other in this series uh, with Igor and Vasilevsky. So continue what you were saying. Sorry to cut you off. No, and I, I completely agree. And and I think, you know, obviously I don't know hockey as much as, as you and as much as other people, but there's something about sports, something about riding a hot streak. And I think when you're as locked in as Igor is, as, as a goalie and just as oh, a yeah. player – I think it's hard to de- derail that, at least right now. I mean, he kept it going into this series, only allowing two goals against the Lightning in game one. I'd have to say, I think the Rangers are going to come. I think it's going to be Avs Rangers. And um, I'm going to go Avalanche. I think he finally cools down in the Stanley Cup uh, finals. And and I don't think that the Rangers are necessarily going to be um, bad because of it. But I think yeah. it's going to take – you know, when, when you're a leader, you're the guy that's that's the reason why you're here – If he takes a step back, especially on the biggest stage like that, I think it's going to affect the rest of the squad. So I'm going to go abs over lightning. Yeah. And to your, to your point, you saw that in the cup final last year when Carey Price uh, carried the Canadians, a team that shouldn't have been there uh, all the way to the cup. And then obviously he couldn't keep that production up in the final. So they ended up, I believe they lost in five in that series, but uh, out of the East, I'm going to go with Tampa to return to the cup final. Um, I just, Obviously, they just know how to win. They know how to dig out these games. Uh, and in hockey, more than any other sport, is that important? Knowing how to win, uh, knowing how to advance in a series. Um, and they're tremendous at bouncing back from a loss uh, the last few years. I believe they have the best record in sports after a loss in the playoffs uh, across all sports, um, like baseball, uh, hockey, uh, basketball, all, all sports where there's a series. Um, they have the most wins after losses at a playoff series, I'm pretty sure. Um, but they just have – talk about a team with tremendous chemistry. Uh, they, it was reported uh, a couple of weeks ago that they have team player-only meetings after a loss where they all just uh, – no feelings are hurt. Uh, there's no agenda against anyone. You just – if someone did something wrong, you tell them, and you respect their opinion. Uh, there's no fighting. Uh, it's just they're, they're absolute professionals, and they just know how to win. So I'm going to go with Tampa, but I have them losing to Edmonton, uh, Connor McDavid hoisting the cup. I like it. 
Um, so stay tuned. We're going to be producing some more content, uh, maybe ma midway through the finals, midway through the Stanley Cup finals, whatever it is. Um, stay in tune. Uh, check out Speaking Sox, our other podcast. Even if you're not a Red Sox fan, we talk about other teams as well. Um, and stay, stay in touch. I mean, we're going to be producing some more podcasts. Uh, big news coming up soon. We're going to be getting uh, at least four or five more podcasts on the channel. So uh, like I said, stay in tune. Uh, TikTok is going to be producing content daily. So obviously follow us there at Tipsy Tailgate Media. And uh, thanks for uh, listening.